0: Hey Lumberjacks, welcome to another episode of Lumberchats, Inside NAU, where we give you an inside look into life as a lumberjack. For some, the college years are a time of exploration and finding your true passions. Others, however, seem to come to college with a leg up, knowing what they want to do and having built up a side hustle that they continue while in school. This episode, we're talking all about that side hustle and learning how these three lumberjacks handle the work-life side hustle balance. Let's meet Maria. and Carla.
1: Hi, um, I'm Maria. My hometown is um, Phoenix. This is my last year. Uh, My side hustle is photography, sports in particular, and I've been doing it for like five years now.
2: Hi, I'm Becca. Um, I'm a sophomore here at NAU. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and my side hustle is videography.
3: Hi, I'm Carla. I'm from Lake Hapsu City, Arizona. I'm a junior at NAU. My side hustle is portrait and lifestyle photography, which I've been doing since my junior year of high school. So thanks all for being here with us
0: today. So we have two photographers and one videographer. So let's take it back to the beginning, guys. Do you remember the first time you picked up a camera? Um, What was it for and what do you remember about it?
1: Okay, um, well, my first time was actually my senior year of high school. I joined the yearbook class and I I just joined it just because and I just fell in love with photography. I started like, going to a sporting event, and from that day on, that's like all I do every weekend.
2: Uh, I would say I first picked up a camera when I was maybe six or seven, but obviously nothing came from that. I would say when it got serious was probably when I was in high school, and that's when things started to pick up. So
3: so like Becca, I've pretty much always been fascinated with cameras since I was like little. I wouldn't know what age exactly I was, but my mom, every chance she gets, she loves to remind me of the fact that I used to make one of my cousins like model for me in front of like flowers and I used to take a bunch of pictures on our old Polaroid too. Like and I have this like very distinct memory too of having a digital camera and taking it with us to um, the wallapies in Kingman, Wallapie Mountains, and it was snowing and we lost the camera in the snow. And I was so upset because there goes all of our pictures from the trip. But yeah, that's a very distinct memory that I have from when I was a kid.
0: So um, how did you get started doing what you're doing? You know, um, you guys talked about when you like first got into it. Was it something
1: you were interested in or did someone introduce you to it? Um, I did it because of my yearbook class. We had to do like extra like credits and I didn't want to do like any weight training or all of that. So I was like, yearbook, why not? And from that day on that's all I do.
0: So were you assigned to sports in your book or did you like cover like everything?
1: Um, Well, my school was mostly just sports. So like, and then like growing up, I just watched a lot of sports. So it was just like put two to two together. And yeah.
2: So um, when I was younger, my grandma like taught me how to do photography and later videography. And I learned a lot from her and I would just go around and take pictures of whatever I could find. And then um, I really started to get into it when I was in high school. I was the school videographer for Pinnacle High School in Phoenix, and I would shoot whatever sports I could, football, basketball, volleyball. I did the school announcements, and I did freelance work on the side, and that's when I really started to get into it, and that's why I'm here now. (laughs) So all that work led me to NAU and being one of the athletic videographers.
3: So for me, I would say photography didn't really become a real interest until, so I think my junior year on Black Friday, my brother decided to buy a camera and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. And we went to Los Angeles the next weekend and my brothers were just asking me to like take pictures of them and I was like, okay whatever like kind of cool and they ended up being cool so I posted them on my personal Instagram account and I remember my friend Garrett who was a grade above me he messaged me and he was like hey you just got a new camera and I was like well I mean kinda not really but and he was like I think that you should take pictures of me for a Christmas card and I was like I don't really know how to use the camera I don't really know what I'm doing But sure, I'll do that for you. And Garrett was just this incredible person who knew he was handsome. He knew that he knew how to dress. So he said, I don't want my family in any of these pictures. I want it to just be me. And I'm going to hand these Christmas cards out all over school. And I was like, okay, whatever. But just know that they might not be very good. And you know what? Those pictures were pretty dang good for someone who did not know how to use a camera. So that's kind of where it all started. I became his little personal photographer and we kind of just took pictures and a bunch of different outfits all around town. And that's where it all started. So you really have your brothers to thank. <laughs> yeah. Did yes. they come running they with that. Your brothers or did it become yours? It's my well, it did become mine. And my brother didn't really mind because it meant that I would always be taking pictures of them too. So they always had a really popping Instagram feed. So um take us back
0: again. Can you all kind of go over your first shoot or project? What were those like
1: early days like <laughs> Oh, my first project, okay, um, football, high school football, it was bad, I walked in there, I was like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do, how am I gonna be? like, you point, you shoot, you know, mm, got back the next day, and it was just bad, my photos were, like, blurry, like, nothing was in focus, I was like, oh, wait, like, let me take a step back, let me, like, know how to set up my camera, and then, like, know, like, the angles, where to stand, and, like, little by little, but it was bad, but along the way, I like learn new stuff, and yeah. (laughs) I
2: would say my first big project, or one that I really remember, um, was shooting my first high school football game. I was a senior in high school, and I just got my new camera, and I was really excited to go out and shoot. I was like, wow, I'm gonna, like, show everyone what I can do. I mean, I'm a senior now, like, come on. So, um, I got out there. I had no idea what I was doing. I've never shot a football game before in my life. Um, So I just tried to shoot whatever I could, the fans, the student section, the players, obviously, the coaches, anything um, that I could shoot. And I cut that together, put it out and people seemed to like it. So I continued to do it. And yeah, that's like the first big project I remember. And I still look back at it occasionally and just cringe because it's not very good. <laughs>
3: but yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the funny thing. I think that we could look back and be like, wow, this was really bad. But at the time, we were getting noticed. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's the work that really just started all of it. Um, For me, yeah, I guess it really just started with Garrett because he was really popular. And we were really invested in the community. We were a part of, like, the city like youth council so we were connected to a lot of adults and a lot of students and that's kind of where it all started his like fellow seniors because he was a senior started messaging me and asking for pictures but my first real like project that I constructed and put together was probably senior year after he left um Senior year of high school, I kind of started getting involved in political movements and, like, I started learning about what really mattered to me. And, you know, feminism was at its height. And so, on Women's History Month in March of my senior year, I messaged a group of, I think it was about 25 girls that were all seniors. And I think maybe 15 of them ended up being able to participate in the project. We put together a day and we shot for about five hours and we went to multiple locations and had like color schemes and just a bunch of super really like cool shots in the desert. And the po- the point of it was basically like a really super girl power thing. And a lot of people really liked it. So there was that, that's probably one of my favorite things that I've ever done. And it really stood out to a lot of people and ended up being in like some sort of, it was like a local magazine, but still fun, you know? So that was cool.
0: You guys talked a lot about how you had no idea what you were doing. You just went out and made all these mistakes. How did you learn, you know, how to shoot, what angles to take? Did someone teach you or like, you know, were you using YouTube instructions?
1: Um, well, for me, um, I was just going to, like, so many games and just learning, like, what can I do better? Or, like, oh, try this angle. But one of my, like, main things that helps me a lot is Instagram. Like, I follow a lot of professional photographers. So, like, I just see, like, what they're doing, and I'm like, oh, I should try to do that. Or, like, what if I do this? But, like, in my style, and I like, try to, like, better my work. Not just like in the beginning, but like right now, like I try to go to as many practices, as many games as I can. So I could get better because I mean, even to this day, I know I still have work to be done and to be good. So,
2: you know, I when I first shot that football game, obviously I knew it wasn't good, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I knew I could get better at it. So I went on YouTube. I just looked up hype videos for football, hype videos for basketball, hype videos for sports in general. And I just studied those videos. And I just thought of what shots um, I could add into my future videos. What angles, um, like, should I get this player doing this? Or should I get a shot of the coach or the student section? And I just studied uh, videos from College videographers or uh, NFL videographers, and I just watched those videos over and over again. And eventually, I developed my style of videography, and it's because of YouTube and because of those creators that I learned from.
3: So, I would say that for me, it was basically the same just kind of a lot of practice and following a lot of influencers on Instagram and learning from their styles and their stories. Because a lot of photographers that I follow would share how they started off, and I would kind of just read and try and learn to see like what I should be doing. But it wasn't anything like super crazy for me. I kind of just practiced through friends and Garrett, a lot of Garrett, yeah.
0: I think that's the most awesome thing about, um, you know, students in college now, is that like you guys grew up with the mentality, knowing that like, you know, if you you really liked something and you're passionate about it, you can make it happen. It didn't matter if, you know, you had a certain like training to it, Versus like when I like, grew up, like, you know, it wasn't really like, like that. <laughs> um, like you wanted to have the instruction and expertise before you jumped into it. So I think it's it's awesome that you guys were just so like confident and putting yourself out there. All this started out with like, you know, your passion projects. When did you get like serious about it? And we're like, oh, you know, this could be more than just something I'd like to do. I can make a little extra money from this.
1: Um, for me, it would have been freshman year of college. I joined the Lumberjacks, and I was like, This is it. This is the only thing I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I'm gonna work my butt off every weekend and make sure that like once I graduate, I hopefully have an internship and later on work for like some of the best like teams or like athletes.
2: Um, I would say what I said previously about um, shooting the football game, I think my senior year of high school is when I really started to get serious and into videography um people were contacting me like can you take some video of me or can you send me videos that you got of me during the game and I was like okay okay <laughs> but anyway um I think being the school videographer really pushed me to be a better better videographer and I knew that's what I wanted to do and also senior year I got hired to work for Ball's Life which is the largest social media platform for high school basketball in the world um so I got to shoot a bunch of athletes in Arizona tournaments, games, um, and that's when I got hired with Balls Life. That's when I knew I wanted to do this. That's when I first started to get paid for videography, and I was like, if I can get paid and do what I'm passionate about, that's like the perfect combination. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's what I knew. So, how did that opportunity like even come about? Like, how did you hear about it? How did you apply? I mean. I don't know of any other high schoolers who seem to <laughs> do that.
2: So, actually, um, this kid, Nico Manian, he was at Pinnacle and he's now going into the NBA draft this year, which is really cool to see him do that. Um, so, I went to make a hype video at one of their practices and I got uh, reached out by the Ballas Life um, Arizona guy. His name was Kazi, and he reached out to me saying, I really like your video. Um, We're looking to make some pinnacle content. Would you like to join our team? And I literally freaked out because I've been following Ball's Life for years. And I was like, I get to work for them? That's crazy. So that opportunity was amazing and something I'll never forget.
3: So there's a funny story with this. I realized that I could really make this a side hustle when... So I was at the gym one day. And a couple girls came up to me who were in Garrett's class. And they said, hey, we really wanted to do some pictures with you, but we were talking to Garrett about it. And Garrett said that you only take pictures of him and that you're exclusive to him. And he even said, and they were like, he even said that you signed a little contract. And I was like, he did. He said, what? So I talked to Garrett and I was like, I did not do any of that and I did not say that I was exclusive to you but that was when I realized that like there were enough people for him to freak out a little you know about it so um that's really when I realized that you know there's more people that do want to reach out to me and see if I'd be willing to take pictures for them and then that's where it all picked up
0: what about um your family through all of this um what did they think did they you know know that this was something that you were going to do or did they initially think like oh you know this is just a phase it'll be this now and then something else the next month
1: um for me it was a phase of course my family um when I came to college my mom asked me she was like so what are you gonna study for and I was like photography she was like no don't do photography that is not a career <laughs> I'm like no like this is what I want to do and like for like half a semester my mom would just tell me like change your major like don't do photography like it's not a career, you're not gonna get money for it. But like along the way, like I proved it wrong that like you this is a career, like you can't like get money off of it. Like, um, but now like she's like all forward, like I'm about to graduate, and she's like, Yes, like go for it, like you can do it, you're gonna work for some of the best, and I'm like, I am, like, but in the beginning, she was like, No, like, don't do this, this is not a career. But I was lucky enough to prove it wrong, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, My family has been very supportive throughout my videography journey. I think they knew this is what I wanted to do ever since I first picked up a camera, especially in high school when I started to film a lot more and now in college. Um, They've just been extremely supportive. The amount of sacrifices they made if I missed a family event or couldn't go with them to something, they're like, it's okay. Just go film, do whatever you need to do. And I really appreciate all the support that they've um, given me and yeah, they've been awesome about everything.
3: So similar to Becca, I would say that my family has been extremely supportive throughout all of it. At first, it I think they just thought it was like a thing for fun because I'm not pursuing it in college. I kind of just see it as like, it is a passion for me and it's a big hobby and I don't want it to become like my focus in life because I'm scared that I'll just grow to hate it if it becomes too technical for me. And um, so they've always been really supportive of that. And my mom has always pushed me to just go for what I want. And she understands that I would much rather be doing things like for work, would much rather be doing things that are fun and like outside, you know? So so
0: um, have you done anything to like grow um, what you're doing and what kind of time commitment? Um, did it take, you know, when you were starting and like how many hours you dedicate to it now on a normal week?
1: Um, well, for me, every weekend is a sporting event. Since like the moment I came to college, every weekend go take photos for any sport. And like, I know like, cause for me, all I do is sport. And for me to get better, is obviously go to any sporting event. Like, um, so my thing is go to as many sports as you can and practices, like, and if you can't get, like, an athlete to, like, go and, like, take photos of them, like, just nonstop, just every weekend, go and take photos and go crazy each game. Like, there'll be some games that will get close to, like, 3,000 photos because that'll be, like, nonstop until, like, the moment the game ends.
2: Yeah, I agree with Maria. Um Before COVID hit, we were shooting pretty much every weekend. And now, luckily, sports are finally starting to come back a little bit. We're starting to shoot practices again. So, I mean, in regards to growing my side hustle, I would say just shooting and shooting, like no matter what it is, if it's just a practice, a scrimmage, or even a game, just go out and shoot. Um, I've grown my Instagram by doing that, posting all my content, like having that out there, having people see my work. And then um, about the time commitment, I can't even tell you how much time gets put into filming and editing. I I mean, I just feel like people don't understand sometimes how much work goes into it. And um, I'm here to tell you it takes a lot of work (laughs) um, between filming. Like, for example, if I'm filming a football game, it takes three hours to shoot, maybe eight hours to edit and 11 hours total. That's a huge time commitment. And even in high school, I would not hang out with my friends on the weekends or miss certain events because I was shooting, but I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I knew, I mean, the commitment was worth it. And I was determined to get what I wanted. And now I'm here at NAU and I think it really paid off.
3: So unlike both of you, um, I kind of, for me, it slowed down getting to college just because since I am not in a focus area where I am doing photography in my studies, um, it slowed down but I still made sure to reach out to other friends that were coming to NAU and I kind of shot with them for fun just to keep me sane in between all of the schoolwork because it really is a creative outlet for me. But now that I am in college and have a job, Havasu is always gonna hold a special place in my heart, especially since the people in Havasu have have never stopped showing support for me. They've been supportive all almost four years now and they keep me going back. I travel on the weekends to see seniors that I didn't even know knew I existed. You know, like there's people reaching out to me that I have no I don't know who they are because I and it makes me feel really old because I used to be super involved in high school and I used to know a lot of the younger people but now I've been out of high school for three years and I have no idea who these people are anymore. So they'll message me and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I don't know who you are, but I would love to shoot with you. So definitely just trying to make time to travel. And then I've also had a lot of clients this year, especially that are reaching out to come to me in Flagstaff. And it's super nice to see that kind of support as well. Um, These people are, these clients are incredible. And I, Really wouldn't change a thing even though it keeps it, like keeps me traveling back and forth but I, I really do love it and I love Havasu because of it
0: so it's really when things are good it's awesome and you feel that like you know adrenaline flow but what about um, you know tough days when you're like I've just filmed so many things like you know I'm brain dead like what keeps you motivated to like continue on when you feel like that
1: Ooh, okay for me so when it comes to like critiques, I'm like really hard on myself. Like after a game, I think I did great, and I go home and I look at my photos, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I suck at this. But then I go and like post them on Instagram or like on Twitter and all that, and like people will like like them or like athletes will like show them to the stories, and I'm like, wait, like I'm I'm good at this. Like I need to stop bringing myself down. So a lot of like something that keeps me going is just like um seeing other people sharing my work or like, other people liking or like commenting or like there's moments that athletes will like steal a photo of mine and just repost it and I'll be like oh, okay so like I did good like okay like I'm clearly doing something good and then like how I work for the aesthetics like the way I see it is like I'm good enough to be here like if I wasn't good they wouldn't have hired me so that like I always have to like tell myself that like throughout the school year like I am good at what I'm doing and like Even though I do have my off moments, that doesn't define me as a photographer. Like, it's just an off day. Like, anybody has those. So, I don't know, for me, it's just, like, um, just keep going. Like, just whatever I'm telling myself, I have to stop bringing myself down because I know it's just me being mean to myself. Like, I just got to push all of that side and know that I'm doing good. Like, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be here. Yes,
2: I love that (laughs) response. That was really good. (laughs) I totally agree with everything that Maria said. You know, I would just say um, keep going. I mean, I always think to myself, remember why you started. And remember, like Maria said, you wouldn't be here if you weren't good at what you do. And, you know, I just there's certain days when I feel like quitting and saying, well, what if I didn't do videography? Like maybe I could do something else. But I always come back to why I do it and why I'm so passionate about it and know that like I reflect on where I was at four years ago, and I know my past self would be like, "Whoa, you're here now! Like that's crazy." So I know the hard work is paying off, and even when I have bad days and I come home from filming and I'm just exhausted, I know that everything, like what I'm working for now, is going to pay off in the future, and I'm just excited to see what the future holds and my, um, like the rest of my videography journey.
3: I completely agree with what, with both. What they both said um, about, you know, like you are where you are because you deserve it and you wouldn't be in the position that you are in if you were not talented. And of course, everyone has their off days. But for me, I have had numerous, you know, like moments in my life when I really felt like just, you know what, the camera is just not for me anymore anymore. I really don't like what I'm putting out, but what really keeps me motivated in times like that is seeing and hearing how great someone feels after I deliver their photos. If they say, oh my God, I've never felt like this confident, like to see myself shining like that, that is amazing. And that is kind of really what keeps me going because I love seeing other people just blow like they really blow the park out when the ball out of the park oh my gosh I don't even know how to talk anymore they really blow the ball out of the park when they say that like they could never expect themselves to look as good as they do when it's obviously it's them in front of the camera they look that good all I do is you know point the camera click the button and do a little editing but I don't alter them in any way you know what I mean it's it's all them, and that really is what keeps them going because just seeing how happy people can be seeing themselves is really great for me.
0: And I, I like especially, like, uh, Maria, what you said about, like, you know, how we're so hard on ourselves. Like, we, like, beat ourselves up all the time, but what's, like, beautiful is when, like, Carla was saying, like, you know, you see yourself through the eyes of the people viewing your, your, the pictures or the videos, and then you take some of that, and you're like, you know, it might not be what I – Thought when I was taking this, but it doesn't matter because ultimately it's for them. And so, as long as they're happy and like you did your best, you know, like that's the thing to be proud of. Okay. So, at NAU, like you guys talked about, you guys are sports um, focused. It's been different because of the lack of events of sports due to COVID. Um, how have you continued to work creatively
1: during all of this? Well, when I first started, I would um, just look at like, photographers' um, Instagram pages, but I would just, like, look at photographers and, like, the Instagram, like, what they are doing because I know, like, um, basketball was going on and, like, baseball and football, so we just look at them and, like, screenshot photos. I'm like, oh, like, that's pretty cool. I should save it for when practices start, but now, like, practices are starting, like, I try to take advantage of it as much as I can. Like, we're only supposed to be here for, like, a certain couple of minutes, but, like, if I could, i try to see if I could stay longer and just, like, um, just take advantage of as much opportunity as I have with like each sport and like if the coach is okay I would try to stay longer but if not obviously like I'll leave but um yeah just try, take advantage of everything because like I don't know when next time I'm gonna be able to take photos
2: yeah I totally agree with maria um it's been I'm not gonna lie it's been challenging with covid and being a creative like we all are um and I think you guys can agree with that as well. You know, I would just say, when sports weren't going on, I was trying to just look at other creators' work on Instagram, um, just to see what I could improve on for this upcoming year. I knew I had some time on my hands, plenty of time actually, <laughs> in quarantine. So I knew I could um, put that to good use and just look at what other people were posting, what I could change, what I can improve on, and that really helped me a lot. And Same as Maria said, just taking advantage of all the practices we can go to. I mean, it stinks, but you don't know how long sports are going to go on for. Like, we don't know if they could be canceled tomorrow or next week. So just taking advantage of the time we have with the athletes this year and just shooting as much as we can.
3: So since there weren't any events going on because of COVID, um, there was nothing for me to cover. And you gladly sent all of your interns, or, well, you didn't send us home. You said that we could work from home, which I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'll be home with my family for the summer. But being home also meant that a lot of my other friends who decided to go to ASU and U of A would also be home. And in high school, a lot of these close friends were definitely – sources of inspiration for me. And I use them as creative outlets whenever I had any crazy ideas. So this summer was really a chance to do that because I couldn't be working with other people. I would reach out to them if I had any cool ideas. And my friends are super fun and like understanding. So when I have a cool idea, I'll go over to their house. We'll put hours into just finding the perfect outfit to create this vision. And that's where most of the fun lifestyle shoots come from. And yeah, so I'm just really grateful to have friends who double as inspiration for me as and and models. So
0: yeah. And I'm just gonna throw this out there because if we were like we were last year, um, you know, in person, there's just like so much stuff to cover that we really didn't get a time to um, work on our other platforms. But because of COVID, you know, we actually had time and we're able to uh, bring our TikTok channel to life. So I've that's been a nice positive of the extra time
1: um well for me if anybody's doing sports go for it don't be scared like if it comes to a game like one of my biggest advice is try to get as close as you possibly can before obviously you get yelled at but um try to get as close as you can pretty much like try to be in the play in a way like for me like just get as close as you can and never stop shooting like Start once the play starts, but like stop once like the play pretty much stop. I guess like and like throughout the games, I like, get the thirty minutes early and stay there longer because there's always gonna be something going on. Just like in the moment you walk into a court or field, go for it, continue shooting and never stop because there's always gonna be something going on. And like even like the little details, like don't forget like the sidelines. Like I know like the main is like the play or the athletes that are currently playing, but there's always something like on the sideline of the other players like cheering on the coaches are yelling like fans going crazy. Like there's always going to be something. And like um, one of the like advice I've always gotten is if you don't go home tired, then you didn't work because there's always something going on. Yes. It's only three hours, but it's, it's a long three hours of your life. Cause it's going to be, there's always something. <laughs> there's always something with Florence.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, I agree with Maria. Totally. I mean, that's exactly what we do and shooting sports. And my overall advice, like Maria, is just go for it. I mean, you're going to start out and your projects like are going to be as good as you think they are. But obviously you're going to improve. And I mean, you're 100 percent going to improve. Even from last year, I know we've improved a lot. And it's cool to see your progress and how far you've come over just a year. And I I mean, there's nothing else to say. Just go for it. (laughs) I mean, even if you don't think it's good, someone else might think it's good. And it's just cool, like I said, to see your progress and how far you've come over just a short period of time.
0: So I think, like I mentioned, you guys are all very like confident in yourselves and your abilities. What advice would you have for, you know, students who might want to be doing what you're doing, but, you know, a little hesitant to do so?
3: I agree with um, both Maria and Becca. I think Really just going for it is a big part of it. Um, If you are feeling like too shy to do it, though, I think that it can all start with friends. Just reach out to people that you are comfortable with and go start there. You can start small, like however, however you are comfortable starting, go for it. Because I know that for me, it wouldn't have gone anywhere if Garrett wouldn't have asked me to start taking pictures of him. So I do believe that it can all start with friends and go some go somewhere from there. So once you get creative and once you start putting your work out, more will come.
2: Oh, I, can I add something to that real quick? Um, so, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, one of my favorite creators, Casey Neistat, a quote he lives by is do what you can't. And I really resonate with that because even if you think a shot might not be good or a video might not be good or you're afraid to shoot something just do it do what you can you're capable of so much and it it will show in your final product so just do it yeah nike Woo.
1: okay um i just want to say that because as a female sport photographer i get very intimidated because there's a lot of men but to any like female sport photographers go for it do not be intimidated because it's a lot of men on sports like yeah like when I first started I was like scared because I was like oh my god talk guys like where the girls at but along the way like it's just like they're just as crazy as it sounds but they're not as mean like I know like then like men are known to be mean in sports and like no, no hate or nothing it's just like you know you you think that and it holds you back so like as a female sports photographer like when I first started, like I was scared to show up early because of it, but um, now I could just like care less. So like for all like the future female, like photographers, like anything of sports, like don't get intimidated just because, you know, men and like women, like just go for it, like you, it doesn't matter. Even though like for some people, like it might hold them back because of like gender and all that, but I go for it. Like it doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, there was,
0: oh, I was just going to say, I agree to you. Cause even when um, our social media team covers, you know, football games, I remember when um, I first started my job, like I would be nervous going, you know, in front of like the team, our side and the other side. And I'm like, ah, and like, you know, I'm a professional staff, like thinking this. And then, so I had to get over it because you know, I have interns who you know need to see me look like calm and confident. And then, so um, they'd be really nervous. So then I'd be like, it's fine come with me. And like, you know, walking with them together. And then like, finally, like, you're just like, you know, this is, we have a job too. Like we need a shot. I'm like, you know, running, but it is
3: very intimidating. Yeah. That, that first football game that I covered with the NEU social team was so, so nerve wracking. I didn't know where to go because there were big, scary men all over the place. And I was just so scared. And you know what, that, at that game, one of our interns got hit by one of the football players he did get like like ran into is that when we were at the side and we were like yeah and we were filming too so we got like that action yeah that was pretty crazy i will never forget that but between us women here women can do everything that a man can better you can leave that out if you need to but that is the truth
2: um i thought i add one final thing to that Uh, I got the opportunity, well, we both got the opportunity to shoot um, the Suns when they practiced up here for their training camp, and that was amazing. And there was a lot of, like, guy photographers and videographers here, and we were all, like, in a big group, and I was kind of getting pushed around by them and just, like, pushed to the back because, obviously, they're working professionally and they're adults and older than us, but I, like... Kind of got upset with that. But then I was like, wait, like, I'm Becca Sullivan. Like, let's do this. So (laughs) I just, like, kind of pushed my way back. And I was like, this is, like, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to get the footage that I want of Devin Booker because he's the best. And, yeah, I got decent footage. I didn't let the guys intimidate me or stop me after I finally realized what I was there for, why I'm here. And, yeah, that was really cool.
0: Okay, since you guys are really busy people, how do you handle um, time wise between, you know, going to school and then doing what you're doing?
1: Um, I try to get my homework done like for the whole week on um, Friday. Like and then Saturday and Sunday, there's no work. There's no homework. Like it's only photos. But on um, like the week, it's between like Thursday and Friday that I try to get everything done. Like I don't go out, I just sit and get everything done, because I know throughout the week, I might have to edit photos, and obviously in the weekend, I have games, so Thursday and Friday, I like my work days for school.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it can be a challenge trying to balance everything with school, and being a college student, trying to have, like, a social life, and balance that with homework, and shooting, so You know, I just try to remember to take care of myself. Um, I mean, during my senior year of high school, I burnt out. Like, I burnt myself out because I was working way too hard. I was not getting enough sleep, not eating enough. Like, I would accidentally skip meals because I had to go shoot. And once I, like, burnt myself out, I was like, I need to take care of myself. So, I would say the biggest thing is just Making sure you leave time for self-care, even if you have a busy week or busy day of shooting and doing school, make sure you leave time for yourself. That's the most important thing. So you can continue being a great creative and just provide the best possible content you can. So that's my biggest advice, just to balance everything out.
3: Well, bouncing off of what Becca said, I think that I make too much time for myself. Like, I, I personally will prioritize, like, getting outside and reading books before I do homework. And then photography will be in the middle of that. So, I, essentially, I've been putting homework on the bottom and doing it, like, at the very last minute. But I, with these last couple of weeks, because I've been so busy shooting, because it is busy season with the seniors, um, I'm really trying to keep homework and schoolwork and work work to a Monday through Friday thing. And if anything, I'll try to be done really early on Friday as well, because Friday is when all of the shooting starts. So essentially I'll keep my weekends open for travel or just have full days open for shoots. Like last weekend, for example, I finished my homework and work Friday morning at around noon, shot at two, and then had another shoot at five and then shot on Saturday. And then, like, this week, I'm in Havasu. I am currently in Havasu right now. I made the drive Thursday night. It's now Friday. And I have shoots this afternoon, all day tomorrow, and Sunday, and I'll be heading back Monday. So it's really just about putting a weekend aside to have time to come out here. And I have to choose my weekends wisely, just looking at syllabuses and making sure I don't have any, like, big projects due that I'd be worrying about while I'm home. And because I really do like to focus on one thing at a time. So it's really important for me to prioritize photography when I'm doing it. It is also worth mentioning that editing takes forever. And that is also a reason I end up putting homework on the back burner sometimes because I get too excited with the photos and I would just love to see them like right away. So yeah, it is pretty hard balancing all of the things. But um, having a planner, I know people say it and I know it gets annoying to hear it for people that don't like to use planners, but God, it is so helpful to just write everything down because you are looking at everything you need to get done. And you can just, it is so satisfying to just cross something out. So satisfying. So I live by that planner. And I'm right
0: jump right there and go on your planner note. I specifically agree. And not just writing down your stuff for, you know, the week, like putting down the stuff for like the next two weeks. Cause then like, that's what I try to do. Even like for work for meetings, putting them there and then, The Monday starts and I'll look and I'm like, oh, I need to be prepared for this rather than like looking at um, my calendar and being like, oh, man, I didn't know this was coming. (laughs) The more places I truly believe, the more places you put things and see it, the more it it makes your life easier. (laughs) So uh, speaking of life, where do you guys where do you want to be in five years? What do you hope you're doing?
1: Oh gee, okay, five years. Actually, that's a longer for you since you're still a sophomore, <laughs> but like post post NAU life. Um, for me, taking photos of basketball. Um, the, um for the NBA and WNBA, I will continue. I would love to continue taking photos of basketball, but in the end of the day, any sport, I would just love to continue photographing sports for any team, no matter if I have to move out of state or even out of the country, like I just want to continue doing what I love and just like, I don't know, like take photos of some of the best athletes and like some of the best teams. Like I would love to see myself doing that for five years or the next, wait, in five years, but um, yeah, continue doing what I love. Yeah. I think Maria and I are a lot alike
2: with the basketball aspects. We both love basketball and shooting basketball and I think um, my main goal, and this has been my goal for a while, I want to be the videographer for the Suns. Um, the Suns are my favorite team. I love them. I've always been a fan of them. But overall, any NBA team, I love to shoot. I just love the atmosphere and the athletes seem really nice and cool to hang out with. I'd love to travel with a team and um just get to film their games and everything that comes along with it. That's been a lifelong goal of mine, and I hope to accomplish it in five years.
3: So while listening to their responses, I did the math. In five years, I will be three years post-grad. And I wouldn't mind working for NAU Social still. Wink, wink, Mrs. Maria Decabooter, our interviewer here. Um, I've really thought about it. I actually wouldn't mind staying in Flagstaff for a while. (laughs) But if for some reason life turns out in the way that I can't be here or in Flagstaff, um, I'd really like to see myself living in the PNW, still doing shooting as like a side hustle. That'll forever, I think, for me be a side hustle just because I don't want to pursue it completely. Um, I'm studying visual communications with an emphasis in graphic design. So hopefully that'll get me somewhere up in the Pacific Northwest, maybe Seattle. I don't know. There's dreams. A girl can dream, you know. So if um, I don't leave Flagstaff, that's definitely where I'm aiming to go somewhere in a big city to do design work for brands.
0: And to close things out since you're all creative people. Who's a creator that inspires you to constantly get better?
1: Anybody who has my dream job <laughs> <laughs> out there who doing what I would love to do in the future. They inspire me to continue doing this, <laughs> to continue taking photos. Yeah.
2: Um, I would probably say Casey Neistat. I mentioned him previously in the podcast, but um, just seeing his content and learning from his videography and editing style. Um, he's just a creator I look up to and In addition to that, any sports videographer, like Maria said, um, just seeing what content they have to put out and just to see what it takes to be um, a sports videographer in the industry, no matter what sport it is, it's inspiring and it motivates me to be the best videographer I can possibly be.
3: Creators that I admire or that I am like super inspired by, one of them, her name is um, Sydney Noel, Sydney Noel Photo. On Instagram um, she's been shooting since she was a sophomore in high school so I really resonate with like what she does and her style has changed significantly since she was in high school but I've been following along that whole journey and I just really look up to her because she's really made photography her whole life and she really sees it as a passion and has really grown from it she travels to Europe for weddings and like elopements. And I just think that that is something like worth striving for. Cause she really, really went for her passion. She dropped out of college, which I don't think I plan on doing, but I could really admire her for it because it was really part of her going for like what she really loves. And then there's Natalie Allen Coe, another Instagram account who shoots in film. And she's really inspired me to try shooting in film, which I recently Picked up and yeah, that's it. There's just a bunch of like influencers that I follow with, along with, who have always just been a source of inspiration for me.
0: And since you guys all have awesome content, would you mind sharing your Instagram account so people can go check them out as well?
1: Um, okay, just Instagram. Okay, well, it's just at Maria. That line, the low and line, an underscore. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Yeah, that's it. Just my name. Uh, Mine is
2: at Becca Sullivan underscore. That's for every social platform. But I post most
3: of my content on Instagram. So check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is at Carla Betancourt photo. That is all. (laughs) Thank you, Biden. Thank you for... (laughs)